This is the Relentless Podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a small business owner and student of success. I have become obsessed with talking with other entrepreneurs about their strategies, struggles, tactics, and routines. One of the key qualities that all of these individuals have in common, their ability to be relentless. Welcome back to the Relentless Podcast. I'm Christine Van Dusen, and I am so excited about today's episode. I am here with someone that I personally admire admire very much. She is the president and CEO of Bonadent. Welcome to the show, Danielle Bonifiglia-Worth. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you so much. You've just informed me off camera that this is your first interview, so I am so flattered. (laughs) So people in the area are probably very familiar with you and Bonadent, but for our out-of-town listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the company. Sure, absolutely. So born and raised in Seneca Falls. Um, spent have spent the majority of my life here. Uh-huh. A little stint away. Went to school in um, Manhattan. Came Ooh. back. Came back after college, um, and have really been here ever since. And been a part of my family's business. Um, Bonadent is a dental laboratory started by my grandfather in 1948. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, we've been in existence for over 75 years. My grandfather ran it successfully uh, for a number of years, followed by my dad. Um, And now uh, my sister and I are involved in the the business, along with a a really strong uh, group of of local individuals who who help us with the organization. So, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, so growing up, you you come from this entrepreneurial family. And so what was that like to witness, um, you know, kind of the birth of such a great company? Sure. So it it um, as a young uh, girl, never thought I wanted to be involved in the family business. Uh-huh. In fact, thought, you know, I'm going to move away from town. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thought I was going to be a writer for a while, then thought I was going to be a child psychologist um, and uh, came back to the area, had been living in New York City, needed a break from city life, mm-hmm. came back. And at that time, um, Bonadent and my dad was was running the business and wanted to move it from Auburn back to Seneca Falls. Mm-hmm. And we um as part of that, wanted to offer childcare as a benefit to employees. So because my background was in child psychology, I joked that that was his way of kind of roping me back into the family business. He had a plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he asked me to open the daycare center as part of the amenities sure. in the Seneca Falls location. So I did that for a period of time. And then someone uh, was going out on maternity leave. And he said, could you just fill in for that person? And then you can go do whatever it is you're destined to do with your life. Yeah. Um, and so I filled in for someone on the, the business side of things. And the business had evolved so much from when I was a little kid. And they were um, working with marketing agencies and advertising nationally. And um, the team had, had grown and they were, you know, um, servicing dentists all over um, New England. So it was really a, a much more exciting yeah. Um, stage of the company. And so I got I got interested in it at that point in time. And then over time, um, you know, filled in in different roles as the family sort of needed help, whether it was in finance or sales or marketing um, or operations and kind of through that time learned so much about it and, and just um, have been there ever since. So That's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, there's something so special about the company, too, because even though you're servicing, you know, nationwide, basically, there's really a hometown family feel to it. And so was there kind of some pull there, too, when you got to know the people and and you kind of felt like you were part of something really important locally? Yeah, 100 percent. I think that's the thing that I love most about our company is the team. 
Yeah. You know, we have over 300 employees now, which wow. is really exciting. Um, but just about everybody knows everybody. So even though we've grown into this much larger company, we still have that family feel. There's lots of families that work within the organization. Yeah. So we've got, you know, brothers and sisters, um, you know, child, uh, parents and children, mm-hmm. um, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. So it really is a, a very family oriented atmosphere and very team oriented. I think yeah. the exciting piece about it is that everybody's really sort of um, collectively involved in kind of helping us achieve our goals. So it's a, it's a really great culture, great atmosphere. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned culture. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because it's very difficult to, to you know, cultivate a culture and you know, instill certain values in people. But like I say, that seems to have naturally evolved at Bonadent. Is that something that's strategic from, you know, the top? Or is that just something that you think happened naturally? I think it's really something that, to be honest with you, my grandfather started. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's just grown organically and and evolved, but always sort of been there. He, um, he has always emphasized the importance of people Mm -hmm. and people being the business that we're in, not, not dentistry necessarily. Um, and that if you take really good care of your people, Mm -hmm. they will take really good care of your customers. And, you know, my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago, but Mm -hmm. when we were going through his things, we found he would write notes to, um, to my dad, to myself, to my sister, to our leadership team, kind of just little tips and things to remember. And we found all these little notes about, you know, um, make sure to take good care of your people and make sure to, you know, emphasize this with your people. So I think that sense of sort of culture and team really started with my grandfather and, you know, has kind of carried through. Um, My dad certainly had a very strong sense of, um, you know, team and and taking care of those around him. So, yeah. Well, and a, a personal story about that. So my husband worked at Bonadent for yeah. 13 years. Yeah. And back, this was shortly after I came home from college and I had just turned 21 and I had gotten in some legal trouble um, with drinking. And he went to your dad and had a meeting and was telling him about it and said, you know, and so she's got to she's got to do some stuff and she's it's going to be hard for her to find a job. And your dad said, well, I have a job for her in the cafe. I'd love to bring her on. And I remember him telling me that. And I'm like, did you tell him, though? I, I really messed up and I, I got to get my stuff together. And he's like, no, he he said that's fine. That He basically, I think he might have said, that's it. That's all she did. <laughs> but and after working there, I started to see other people and in other instances where it, he was very compassionate with people and really believed in redemption and second chances. And that's not something that you get just anywhere. And I mean, obviously, since then, things have turned around for me a lot. I've really um, improved. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what would have happened without that chance. And that was always just very meaningful to myself and my family. And I think it said a lot about your dad and the company as a Mm -hmm. whole, that you guys were willing to take someone and say, come on, let's turn this around. People make mistakes. And so is that something that you've witnessed and been a part of as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, um, just resonates sort of the um, mindset of taking care of your people and Mm -hmm. recognizing that we're all people and we're all human and we're all, you know, traveling a journey. Um, And it's not always a straight path. Yeah. It's going to be Um, bumps along the way. 
um, but that at, at the end of the day to be there for each other. And I think he has instilled that, um, you know, there's many things that I admire about him and his, his leadership style, um, but that's one of those things where he is very um, personable with the people that are a part of his team, his, his, not only his coworkers, but his friends and being there for them. And um, also just, um, helping people get to where they want to go. That's something that he's kind of instilled in all of the leadership team is that um, help people develop, help Mm -hmm. people grow, um, help them achieve whatever their goals are. I think that is the thing that really sort of, you know, um, inspired him as a leader. Yeah. And it just sets you guys apart. And I mean, that type of mentorship and leadership is evident among, you know, Frank Bello was a great mentor Mm -hmm. to Brad and Mike Alessio is a great mentor for people. So it's just, it's one of those instances where I think it starts from the top and it kind of bleeds through the company where, you know, people, if you hold yourself to a high standard, other people do the same and try to pass that on. And so that's so valuable. Now, so for you, you know, growing up and seeing the evolution, did you feel any type of pressure stepping into your new role as the president and CEO? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) No, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, right? You have this, this family business that's, that's been around since my grandfather started it. So um, there's certainly a degree of pressure, but I welcome it. There's a, there's a great quote, um, you know, pressure is a privilege. Mm -hmm. I take that um, very seriously. And, you know, another, you know, sort of quote that I've um, kind of um, internalized is to those that much is given, much is expected. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there does come pressure, but there's also a lot of great um, opportunities that have come from this. So I take them, take them both. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, and, you know, and here we are, we're in the birthplace of women's rights. And I've had people, you know, say, how does it feel to be a business owner as a woman? And, the, and I, I'm like, I don't think of myself that way. It's, it's, do you, does that ever cross your mind of like, wow, this is one of the most prominent companies in the area and, a, and we have a female CEO. Is that important to you? It, it, it certainly is something that's important to me. Absolutely. And something yeah. that I'm aware of, you know, I, uh, I, graduated from Barnard College in, in Manhattan, which was an all, all women's college. So that's kind of been, you know, important to me for, for a number of years. I, I care very much about our community. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that we are the birthplace of women's rights. I think it's a resource and um, opportunity that we should continue to sort of um, build upon within the community, mm-hmm. to, you know, to grow it. Um, and I, I, I love the idea of um, helping other young women sort of achieve their goals, find their voice, have confidence to pursue whatever their goals are. So yeah, it's very much a part of kind of who I am as a person and what I, what I care, care about. Yeah. Well, and we mentioned, you know, you, you obviously grew up watching your father and your grandfather. And what are some things that you're hoping your children see in you that might inspire them for their future? That's great. Uh, Great question. I think, you know, first and foremost, what's important to me about my um, how my my children grow up is um, I want them to um, have their own voice Mm -hmm. and and listen to um, their own internal voice and understanding what's important to them, what they what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And and then when they figure whatever that is out, you know, attacking it wholeheartedly and going after it. So having goals, um, working to achieve them, but ensuring that they're their own goals, not those of, 
of someone else. Yeah, absolutely. That that's so important too. Um, and you mentioned, you know, that uh, the community is very important to you. And I mean, your family has been very active in the community and through the schools and and uh, you've been very charitable, particularly through the Bonadent Foundation. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the so um, we've been very kind of active in giving back to the community for a number of years. It's been important to us, not only in Seneca Falls, where we're, where we our family has um has been raised but throughout each of the communities that we're that we do business in in all of our locations but in particular Seneca Falls because the family was um, born and raised here Um, so a lot of that charitable giving has um, happened through um, Bonadent in the past and then within the last year we started the Bonifiglia Family Foundation as a way to create um, I think kind of a legacy for the family but really um, as a way to to give back on a much um, more significant level yeah um, over time so yeah yeah and i know i saw that you made a contribution to the library what mm-hmm. what are some of the other places that you guys have uh, contributed yeah so we've um we've contributed to the library to north seneca ambulance um to um, really a lot of different um, organizations um judy uh wenzel is our executive director we're happy, okay. excited to have her on board um, so a number of different organizations kind of throughout um, Seneca County. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's something that I always keep in my mind as well. Um, you know, like you say, when you have these these privileges and these things and you're operating a business in this area, it's 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 so nice to be able to do that and give back and see the effects right in the community. I mean, during uh, we've always um, had a soft spot for the Seneca Falls Backpack Program because mm-hmm. I worked in the school district for a while. And I could see, you know, the direct impact of of poverty and people who were struggling or people who just needed a little help, you know. And um, during the pandemic, especially when Brad and I both were out of work for a little bit of time, I was like, we need to do something. And so we we actually were able to deliver some of the meals oh, and see great. some of the places. And and you know, it's it was just so it made me so grateful to to be in the position that I was in here we were panicking about oh my gosh COVID are we going to have enough money are we going to do this and it really it put things into perspective for us of how fortunate we are and that we were able to to give back and like I say you're not donating to some national charity that you hope will trickle down somewhere you're you're seeing it right in your own community absolutely so Judy has done a lot of work as we've as we've sort of established our our goals and our core mission of the foundation. Judy has done a lot of work to, to kind of understand what the needs of the community yeah. are. And there are a lot of needs around um, sort of just just basic needs, yeah. housing, food, nutrition, um, healthy um, access to activity. So a lot mm-hmm. of our focus will be on supporting groups, you know, that that are dialed into that, like the backpack program, like yeah. House of Concern. Um, and then we also hope to spend some time on um, you know, activities around um, building up the community and what are the ways that we can promote, um, you know, businesses like like yourselves. I, I love I love the energy that you're bringing to downtown and Thank how you. can we promote and help others do do the same. So things like that to help the community as well. Yeah, that that's so powerful. You know how they say when you get where you're going, turn back around. And yeah, it's so right. important because you know, not only do people look up to you and say, oh, I can do that too, or I can do something similar, but say, you know, instill those values and say, yeah, as I'm on my way, I want to make sure I, I give back too. Well, and another part of the culture um, at Bonadent is health 
and wellness. And uh, many of your people have competed in the Ironman triathlon. So where did that kind of come from? And is that still, you know, kind of prevalent there? Um, so it, it started with uh, my dad, who, you know, as a, as a way to to be aware and mindful of his own sort of fitness and energy level, got involved in um, it started with marathons and then evolved into triathlons and then evolved yeah. into the Ironman. And then, you know, he really inspired others to to participate as well. So there was this whole sort of enthusiasm around participating in races and, and yeah, you know, marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, triathlons. So um, it was a really big uh, push for a long time. Um, and we still have a core group of people who kind of still do that. And, and Mike Alessio, great example of someone mm -hmm. who really works hard to sort of inspire others yeah. to stay, you know, physically fit. I think it's an important part of um, health and, and wellness. Yeah. Well, and it's such an important part of life and in ways too, it, it benefits the company because when you have employees who are energized and healthy and motivated and, and happier, I mean, we all know that if you're working toward a goal and you're staying accountable to certain things, you know, it, it, it does create a happier life. And so it's, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mentioned earlier about COVID and, you know, I hate going back to talk about it, but it is, there are so many lessons that we can learn from how we all navigated our way through. Mm -hmm. And um, so what was COVID like for your company? Were there any tough decisions that you guys had to make? There certainly were some tough decisions because um, as a result of COVID, de dentistry for the most part sort of shut down. Right. So um, for a period of time, we had to uh, make the, the tough decision to furlough employees. And fortunately, sure. you know, um, the government came in to be able to help those employees get through that period of time, probably six or eight weeks. Okay. Um, what I think, you know, with every adversity, you, you look to what, what positives can, yeah. can you can you glean out of it? And I think for us, um, some things, you know, we were able to sort of pivot during that time. So we do, as part of our manufacturing process, we do um, 3D digital printing. Okay. And so if you remember at that time, um, PPE was was in scarcity. Yes. And hard to come by. So um, while the majority of our workforce was out, we did have some people who stayed on and, um, helped manufacture face shields. So we oh, wow. actually donated, you know, significant numbers of um, face shields to local hospitals and um, first responders and wow. dentists who were still seeing patients and things like that. So it gave us um, those people that were there really gave them a sense of purpose yeah. and we could sort of rally around that. And then the other thing that we did to sort of keep our employees kind of engaged was um, we did a lot, we did like fun weekly skits just to be able to keep that, that, that culture and that sort of community oh, wow. um, engaged. So we did really, you know, goofy spoof sort of um, skits every week where we would, you know, uh, we made, uh, it was almost Saturday Night Live-ish. Yeah. You know, we did like a, a weekend update where we would give, you know, employees updates using that as kind of the format or we would, you know, make fun of Tiger King and, yeah. um, you know, uh, Bruce and, and Michael Alessio did some really goofy sort of skits along the oh, way. Oh, that's so, so funny. It was a fun way to sort of, you know, um, keep people up to date on what was happening because things were, if you remember, changing, yeah. you know, weekly and um, kind of, you know, bring some levity to the situation and yeah. sort of keep community going. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it was such a such a crazy time. And, 
you know, like we say, you look back and you can learn so much from it. But sometimes I look back and I think, God, how the heck did we do that? And I'm sure you do too. But it sounds like, you know, when you were talking about the face shields, a a quote popped into my mind of kind of when you feel helpless, get helpful. Right. (laughs) And like you say, you know, you did this pivot and you didn't say, okay, how can we pivot into making money here? You were like, how can we make a pivot? you know, give these people a purpose and help. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really mm-hmm. speaks to speaks to your values. Um, and you have a lab in Florida, correct? We do. We so do. were there any differences in how you could operate the company here in New York State versus the location in Florida? Or there did you keep it the same? There were actually. So we actually have um, um, locations in South Carolina, Florida, as well as um, Tennessee. And it was interesting to see how, you know, state government handled it a little differently every yeah. year. So South Carolina in particular, um, uh, a lot of dentists stayed um, more open. Okay. Um, and were servicing patients more than say here in New York. And so um, those labs kept a few more, you know, team members on than we did in New York and, and Florida was the same as well. So yeah, each state was a little bit different. I mean, in general, it was it was basically a shutdown, but some were busier than others. Yeah. Well, and I want to pivot a little bit. It's something that I like to ask everyone because there's kind of this myth out there that you can have a successful career and a thriving family and earn a lot of money and have a great social life and do all of it simultaneously. And I still don't believe it. (laughs) And obviously your husband, he's my personal doctor as well, but he has a thriving career and you're both very busy. You have two wonderful children. How do you guys balance it all? Right. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I think it was Hillary Clinton, right, that said it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I definitely understand where that sentiment comes from. You mm-hmm. know, we're fortunate enough to have um, family around that has helped a great deal. Yeah. Um, and so it's um, it's it, it is a balance. And yeah. Um, requires communication and coordination. <laughs> and we joke that we have a, a marker erase board. Yeah. In the hallway as you walk into our house that has kind of a calendar and it tells, you know, everyone where everyone's going <laughs> yes. um, every day because there is so much going on. And as the kids have gotten older, obviously, um, it becomes more more complicated and more running around. But yeah, um, yeah we, we managed to make it happen. Well, and do you find Brad and I have found that if we don't actually put a date night or something on the calendar physically, that it just won't happen. Right. Do you guys find that you have to kind of schedule time for you guys to just relax or go out mm-hmm. to dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, um, we have some friends who are really good at, at saying, hey, let's let's make this happen. And so, yeah. yeah, that's part of it. I think with everything, right, um, mm-hmm. with every part of your life, sort of prioritizing, scheduling, carving out, dedicating time to what's important um, yeah. helps make sure that you actually commit to it. <laughs> Stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so, I mean, you have such a busy life. You have this great career, a wonderful family. Where does your motivation for this come from? Do you have, you know, personal fitness practices or what, what is it that keeps you going? Yeah. So, um, you mentioned, you know, the importance of, of activity previously, and I would say, yeah, that's a big part of it. So I try to, I try to um, spend time on self care and, you know, doing something um, active, um, at least at least five times a week. You know, whether yeah. that's running or um, I enjoy biking. Triathlons have been uh, a ton of fun for me as well. Um, I'm also I've also started kind of spending time meditating. Okay. So I make a point every morning to, to meditate just to sort of, I find it kind of 
um, grounds me and, and slows down the, the monkey mind sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I have to ask, do you use an app or do you, how do you do that? Because I've, I've worked a little bit with it too, and I have a difficult time shutting down the mind. What's your secret? So I have a difficult time shutting down my mind too, and that's what what uh, meditation tells you is that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you start to veer off, just come back to the breath. Um, I do. I have so I have a book that um, I follow that's kind of a daily um, meditation as well as the Calm app. So I spend okay, yep. about fifteen minutes every morning with those two with those two things, and it's it's really helped. And I don't get it right every single day, but right. trying to commit to it just yeah. about every day really helps yeah um, and i've noticed a, a difference just kind of in my overall sort of well-being yeah sense of calm yeah um, so that really helps and then you know i i try to sort of write down my my goals and have have plans for myself where i you know where i want to be in um even you know three six nine months but a year five years from now i think when i've done that i've i've had good luck sort of getting there yeah so well helps. you seem like a very organized person is that fair to say <laughs> a planner some days better than others yeah 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 I try to be I do the same thing you know I I'm eight years into my business and That's it wasn't great. until COVID really when I started listening to podcasts and you know um, listening to other more successful people and kind of what their routines were where I was like, I could kind of connect the dots and say, okay, a lot of these people, they, they're intentional about where they want their month to go, their life to go. And of course, things are going to happen and change it, you know, the best laid plans. But um, I had never really done that for myself and said, okay, this is what I want out of this. It's not just, well, let's see what happens, you know, because <laughs> I, I realized that for the first few years, that's kind of how I was operating. And, and you know, things have have gotten so much busier for us but at the same time i do feel a little bit more like i have control over over the business it's not running me i am running the business so you know it is important when you have a lot on your plate to to stay organized yeah. i think yeah. well i you know i applaud you for what you're doing downtown i love the energy that you've brought and um it's it's just great just from the way it looks to the people that it's bringing into the community so Good for you. Whatever Thank you're you. Doing is <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's so every time we have people that come in and say, oh, yeah, we made a weekend trip up from Pennsylvania. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it's so nice. And, you know, I think I, I'm on some committees here and we talk about, you know, where we want the community to go. And sometimes you feel like you're standing at the bottom of a mountain like, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? But you know, I've sat down with our neighbor, Brad Ellis, and talked with him and some other people in town. And, and you know, there really are some inspiring and great minds that want to do things. And so, you know, one of my goals of this podcast, too, is I hope that it inspires community members to support downtown a little bit more as well. You know, we have a lot of weekends where it's like, thank God we have tourists coming through here because does everybody just leave town? <laughs> you know, of course, a lot of people have kids too, so they keep them running. But, um, you know, I, I really do hope that we start to see start to see some more traffic in town and mm -hmm. fill up some more storefronts. There's a lot of things in the works to do that right now. And so I'm very hopeful for the future of our area. I think business is so important 
uh, to, you know, it's a big piece of that puzzle to, to mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Well, and we we do, we have some really great resources and it's exciting to see people like yourself and like Brad um, and, you know, a number of others downtown really sort of investing that time and energy and um, thought around how can we continue to, you know, um, capitalize on our resources, one mm -hmm. of the great things that we have happening here and how can we get more people to, to see it. So it's yeah. great. And you mentioned, you know, um, kind of mentorship and, and um, I think this podcast is a great um, vehicle for mentorship. And I know for myself that that has always been a big part of what's helped me as in my own journey um, has been sort of um, turning to others who have come before me yeah. and, and, you know, taking time to and not being afraid to ask them questions or ask advice or things like that. Mentors have played a big role for a long time, even when I was young. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you say that too, because I feel like there's this strange perception that, oh, successful and busy people, they're too busy. They don't want to hear from me. And every person basically that I've spoken to has always said, just reach out to me. Like I want to, I want to help out. And a lot of that too is because some people, when they start out, they didn't have that. And so they, they can see the value of, gosh, if I had just known this a little sooner and, you know, shared some of the do's, the don'ts, the mistakes, all of those things can be so valuable to someone, you know, starting out and, and to feel less alone because yeah. entrepreneurship can be very lonely at times. And, you know, it, it sounds so strange because you're surrounded by people. And but, you know, I've had these moments, too, where I'm like, do I have friends or do I just know a lot of people, <laughs> right. you know, because yeah. it can feel like that because, you know, I'm I'm visiting with these people, but then my head's down again and I'm doing the work. And so, you know, it's just really nice to be able to have a community of people and and have those relationships where maybe you don't see each other, but you can shoot someone a text and just say, hey, I'm just kind of dealing with this right now. Have you ever been through this before? Right. You know, and that um, having that mentorship is so valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So what is something that people might not know about you? As you said, this is your first interview, so I figured we might as well just pull back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> you may not know about me. Um, I'm actually incredibly introverted. So people might, you know, think otherwise just mm -hmm. because of, you know, maybe the role I'm in or yeah. um, I don't know, but um, actually incredibly introverted. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I am a very friendly person. I can sit and talk one-on-one -on -one with people very easily, but it's very challenging for me as well. I, I'm kind of a, a homebody, a loner yeah. <laughs> by nature. So, you know, to do these things, it's definitely outside my comfort zone. Um, when I went to a meeting, the town hall meeting a couple weeks ago, and I spoke, my Fitbit thought I was doing a cardiovascular <laughs> because my heart was beating so fast. Mm -hmm. But I thought, you know, it's it's so important, though, to, again, share that with people, because I think a lot of people think that that discounts them from certain roles mm -hmm. in, in the world. And, you know, the more I talk to people, the more I realize that there are a lot of people that are doing really important things that it's maybe not the most comfortable for them, at least in the beginning, but, but they're doing it. And I, right. I think that's a good challenge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of hope for people. So I usually um, round out the show by doing a little bit of rapid fire w where you'll kind of answer briefly, like one word, one sentence, something okay. like that. Are you ready? I will, I will do my best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does successful, what does being successful mean to you? 
I would say, um, you know, living congruently with, you know, what makes me feel happy on the inside and being able to, to deliver that on the outside. Yes, perfect. What is your biggest strength, Danielle? Uh, probably my work ethic. Yeah. Okay, fill in the blank. The biggest lesson I've learned in my life is? Life is a journey. It, it's not a straight um, shot from point A to point B. There are going to be um, bumps along the way. My Uncle Kurt used to always say, um, just ride the wave. Yeah. Ride the wave. So I think yeah. that's been the biggest lesson. Absolutely. When it's time to take a break and relax, what are you doing? I love to be outdoors mm -hmm. in nature. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing to do. Put on a cozy sweatshirt and yeah. out in nature. If you could go back, how old is your daughter right now? She's eight, just turned 18 yesterday. 18. Happy birthday, Ella. Okay. <laughs> if you could go back and tell yourself something at 18, what would you tell, tell you? Pay attention to your inner voice. Perfect. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for doing this. Thank As you. like I say that your first interview, I feel so honored. But um, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of value in what you shared here today. And if someone wants to follow you or follow Bonadan and see what they're doing, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, certainly visit us on online. We have a website and uh, I also have a, a bit of a social media presence, although it's it's quiet and small right now. But yeah. either way. Yeah. Or or just uh, email or call. Well, thank you again yeah. so much. And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.